Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about one of the kind of fundamental guiding principles that we have here at the Gym Owners Revolution, which is how to make more money, obviously, is the goal here, uh, selling your products, but how to make sure you do it the right way, the ethical way, and a way that actually makes sense for your clients long-term, as well as for your business in the long-term and the short-term. So many people out there want to try and convince you to talk people into spending more money. The upsell, upsell, upsell. We talk, John, we talk to gym owners a lot, and and we see it a lot even in regular business consulting side stuff we work with inside the fitness industry as well as outside. Is is upsells are the key. You got to move people up your value ladder, up, 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 up. And and while there are some principles I think to be extracted out of those policies, those 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 systems that they use. Um, I think it sucks for fitness. I think it's bullshit for you as a gym owner. Um, I don't think it works for people in the long term. And I think that in the fitness industry, we need a more, um, we need our clients to have more ownership, be more empowered. And that means allowing them to really take control of their own journey from the very beginning. And how do you do that in a way that makes your business profitable? We're going to talk to you about that today. Before we get started, make sure you go to gymownersrevolution.com. Uh, it's our website. It's where we have access to our Gear Academy, all the blog posts, all of the uh, podcast episodes, everything lives there. So yep. where if you want to start working with us in the Gear Academy directly, you get working on your business starting right now, moving things up the hill. Uh, that's where you get started. Also, you need to join the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. That link is going to be in the description here. That's where we do all that other stuff, but even cooler on a more consistent basis. So get in there, join the community. We've got a bunch of gym owners doing cool shit, making things happen, doing things the right way, and the gym owners revolution. So follow the show at Gym Owners Podcast on Facebook. Follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F, I and Stone. And you can find John. At JBanksFL on Instagram. All right, John, let's get into it. So the norm that we see in most of the gyms that we go to, being totally honest, from a even if you do offer more products than just a base membership, the norm when most people come in and they see, oh, I'm going to maybe join this gym or they're clicking around on your website or they come in for a sales meeting, the vast majority of them only hear one product. They hear nearly one price. Um, and we've covered in the past and I'm sure we'll do it again in the future. Why I think, um, I think that kind of sucks in general. I think it's, it's something to be said for doing one thing and doing it really well. But over the life of your business, I think what happens is most gym owners end up trying to just stuff more and more value into that singular product to try to attract people instead of actually attracting people to things that'll make them more money in the process and allow you to deliver a higher level service and let it, instead of just diluting all of your stuff. So that offering just one product thing is, I, I won't put a percentage out there, but like most gyms, that's what they do, especially functional fitness gyms, catch all membership. A lot of the other stuff that you maybe do if you do it doesn't live anywhere where people can find it easily. And it doesn't live as a part of a sales process that makes any sense. Definitely not easily. Even if you are, say, somebody that does try and get everything out in front of someone, it's so complicated. Oh I can't God. tell you, like, the, the especially, like, I've seen multiple, like, the main, you know, the one sheets or the two sheets that get handed to you and you go through it. And um, it's so spastic because how you're just trying to get everything down on the page. Yeah. And there's so many... Um, nuances or so many like if this then that's it's like well if your if your kids sisters brothers also a member here then we'll give you a discount of three and a half percent 
every other Tuesday. Like there's so many things that we have to be able to account for that a confused mind won't buy. And this, we're going to get into much more product specific stuff in this episode. But one of the things that John and I identify very early on when we start going through a business's sales processes, website marketing, everything is all the weird little exceptions and things that you feel the need to communicate formally, which is not, that does not need to live in the before someone purchases system. It just can't. Um, John, you mentioned discounts is one of the most interesting ones that I see. If you got to have on your sales sheet that you give a 10% discount to veterans and 8% to law enforcement and, and 7% to first responders. And then if you have a family and family of three, it's, it's 20, 15, 10% off of everybody for the first two. Like all, if you're writing a pair, if you're writing more than frankly, if you're writing a whole sentence, if I'm being honest, John, right. On your sales sheet, there should be almost no complete sentences. No, <laughs> no, and, be a and, product it, and maybe an outcome or a pro- it should be very fluffy branding in their language. This shouldn't so, be fine print. It's no. just fine print is for the, the terms and the conditions and all that kind of shit that lives in one place. If somebody wants to go through that. And um, I learned early on, whenever you're going to create like documentation, you're going to create these types of things. I'm talking like, even in a formal sense, you never make a rule for the exception. And so the problem is we oftentimes are running in to the rule for the except, like you're creating rules and creating processes for the outlier. Well, and I think one of the things we've talked about, John, is that the fine print is never going to sell anything. If, if, if someone is reading fine print and it's presented to somebody early on in the sales process, the only thing that that is going to do is talk someone out of buying. That's it. So if you think it's helping you by letting somebody know that, you know, but if your child is under the age of 14, that you have to be there with them and then they're 20, it's all of that sucks. You don't need to worry about that at that point. It's only going to talk people out of it. So you're chasing down like, oh, geez, what about this? It's just not worth it. So keep things as simple as possible up front. Um, now, in this, in presenting your products now, um, I think it's very, very important that you have more than one thing. And I'm, most of you do. And this is the thing is we see when we go through most of the gyms that we start to audit, we go through stuff and all we see is the, here's our membership. Well, if you're only doing sell and catch all memberships, you're going to have a lot of trouble and you're going to only be able to turn up the volume on one knob to make money. And that gets really tough. And most likely you do more than that. For sure. Already do. And so do you, do you do no nutrition coaching? If you don't, maybe you're doing it kind of on the fly with clients, but if someone comes in and wants to lose weight and can identify that they know, and they all know, by the way, that they need to do something different with their food, but you don't have a service that helps them with that, then what fucking... By the way, everyone I know who has extreme weight to lose, it's called, I say extreme, it's pretty common in America, 50 plus pounds of weight to lose. Every single one of them knows they need a food plan and food guidance and food coaching or something. They need to make nutritional changes. They would identify that as absolutely a thing that they need to do. And they're coming to a gym because they want those outcomes. And now you need to know that like, if you can, if you're going to be coaching them, telling them things casually day to day when you're coaching them, like in group, or even if it's personal training, just know that that time and effort would be better served for them. And it would be better served for you financially if they just paid you for that service, because they would get actual better coaching. You'd put a little bit more effort into making that food plan for them. It would exist as a product 
that the market will decide if it's valuable or not, which means if you're doing it right, you will constantly be refining it and improving it as you go. That if you've been actually selling this nutrition product to people, basing it on, so we're changing it based on feedback and results and outcomes, it doesn't take long to have something that works and works really well that people like doing. And I think it's, and I don't know how far we're going to go into this, but I want to differentiate it because we use the phrase, which is product and service. Right, like a product is something that truly can be built and it's a one-off piece that's built off of just doing it time and time again and now it's sharp enough to be able to give to somebody and can oftentimes be one of those things where it's like, let's get you started. Let's get you on the right track. And again, this could be something we'll go into a little bit later, but it's then there's the service aspect of it. So this idea of an ongoing service. So if you're doing nutrition as a service, there's another element to that. And that's oftentimes where I think there's some convolution that happens when we start talking about, well, do I do nutrition? Do you have a nutrition product or a service that you provide to clients? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's included. And it's like, well, oh, that means you don't do that. And it doesn't fucking exist. And that's the problem. If no one is choosing to pay you for it, you don't fucking do it. And that goes back to fundamentally why we don't like baking things into everything, which is just like adding a a new specialty class, but including it into your membership. It's like, well, that sucks. There's no incentive for that thing to be successful or good. Frankly, the best thing for everybody is that it kind of maybe die on the, on the vine and nobody has to put forth any extra real effort. So when we talk about adding those products, that's the reason, right? That you, you, you kind of do these other things. You should, they should exist as a thing. If you just make a list of things that you do that people can pay you money for, right? Mm -hmm. What's on that list. And I would hope that there's some sort of personal training uh, group, there is options for specialty stuff, nutrition coaching, accountability, uh, metrics, and depending on the measurables, depending on the types of coaching that you do, if you're in the performance side of things, it may just be performance testing and body scanning and body composition. If you're in the weight loss business, it may just be body composition, which is totally okay. And I think it's also really important as we talk about as you're listing all these things out is as a gym owner, what do you actually have that's right now? Right. I want you to be thinking about what you could do. Like, what do you have that's available to you right now? And avoid this pitfall that we are finding gym owners getting stuck in. You have to leave your opinion and your own personal baggage at the door. Whatever your opinion may be of what, for whatever, who the fuck knows why nutrition coaching or personal training or fill in the blank any service or product, if you immediately castrate your business where you don't allow those things to exist because of whatever happened at some point in your past, you are going to cut the throat of every staff member, coach, personal trainer that ever works for you. Because a lot of times these are the levers that need to be able to be pulled that not only allows you to be able to be successful revenue-wise as a business, but also affects directly the people that were working for you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's one of the best ways to make sure that you can get money that's not absolutely based on commoditized time. Exactly. Um, to scale up your, I mean, it's just one of the things. I'll, well, personal trainers that we work with are completely maxed out on time. They can't sell anymore floor time. You just can't book completely full. Well, what do they do? Nutrition coaching is a big one. Accountability is another one. Body scans are another thing. Uh, doing a very specific plan, an upgraded challenge, some inside-outside stuff like that is that's kind of the only options that they can do where they can build another system that's truly scalable instead of just "Eh, sell more floor hours sell more floor hours um so well let's get into this john so you've got this list of all the stuff right all the stuff that you kind of can do and that ends up kind of existing as your value ladder give or take whatever it is that you got now it is what it is right 
Um, most of the kind of sales strategies I see ends up living in an upsell mindset, right? And maybe not specifically on the execution, but in the seller, specifically in the fitness industry, this is how we often approach it. Someone calls and they want to know basically, oh, how much does a membership cost? Why do they think, why do they call and want to ask that? Well, maybe because that's all you've been saying is come become a member, come join our gym, join the gym, join the gym, join the gym. Becoming a member is they, that's just what they think that they get. And they don't understand that there's more stuff that they can do. And you, you're fighting an uphill battle. You got to know this fundamentally because of how the big players play the advertising game in this world is the planet fitnesses, anytime fitnesses, all of these, they are playing a different game than you. They're saturating the market because they have more marketing and advertising dollars than you. So they are going to always fuel what society as a whole with how they think about fitness. Yeah. So there is a piece of membership, but going to the gym, starting for a dollar and going to the gym, getting in shape. What does most people think? Let's remove you who's already in the fitness industry. The most people go down this fucking, do you guys as fitness people ever talk to normal people? And I really guys, I talk to a lot of fitness people. Yeah, man, I can tell you, you fucking don't. You don't because I've never seen people so disconnected from the reality of what's going on around them with people's lives. When people think that they got to get back in the gym or they got to start going to a gym, the I'm going to say more than 90 percent of them think what that is, is buying a gym membership and going to a gym where I don't know what to do and don't know what to do and when to do it or what's right and what's wrong and just starting to do things. And that's the big barrier to them starting is all that stuff. So do you know the solution is not to talk them into that? The solution is your actual higher value product is a better access point to your business. It truly is, which is training and coaching because you know the value of training and coaching is it diffuses all of that, right? Come in, that's the pitch. It's going to work. Someone who knows what to do is telling you what to do, who's guiding you around the gym. You're not feeling lost. You're not wasting effort. You're not doing the wrong things. That is all of a sudden valuable to them. But if your membership, your just membership costs twice as much as Planet Fitness, which it had better, by the way, at least, right? Because you don't want to be competing on price. They don't know the difference between those two things. And why would they go to you over them? Because your equipment is nicer. I don't know. It won't be. It won't be. Then in a lot of those places, it just, it won't be. There won't be more of it. It just, it won't. So just, it's, that's one of the, like, the things you guys need to kind of all understand that that psychology is that like when people are calling and saying how much does your membership cost that already means that they have they, they have not connected to any of the other stuff you can do before which is how do they find your brand it's your social media is it google whatever it is they've gotten that far and don't have a clue that you sell anything that's an actual service that you just sell key cards key cards and toilet paper people can use you just you won't be able to you you can't compete. We have a we have a CrossFit gym that's been in our area for a long time where I'm at, and they have a brand new Planet Fitness that's going to move in in September, mm-hmm. right? Literally in their back door, yeah. like they're going to take over a massive abandoned like old Kmart like parking lot setup, and Planet Fitness is going to roll in, yeah. And that CrossFit gym is going to have to realize really quickly, you have to differentiate. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to be able to play that game. So leaning really, and this probably gives us the rest of the way of what we want to talk about, leaning heavily into all those differentiating pieces of your business now is, should be 100% of your marketing because the big guys are already going to do the gym membership marketing 
for you. The it's race already done. Already on to the bottom. Correct. And you can't afford to play that. Nope. Know that. Know that. And so, but I want to talk about, so when someone comes in, they say, oh, what just what's a membership cost? Membership, membership. Now trying to move them to a higher value product seems coercive and that you get their guard up in regards to the actual sales process. Like, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. Someone comes in saying membership and I start membership, but we could also add nutrition coaching. Or if you go membership, but you want some personal training, they've already gone. Now I heard 80 bucks, I connected to 80 bucks a month. And now you're trying to get me into a thing. Very often people go into a buying experience and what they want is to get out of this with as little expense as possible. It's true. Not all people, yeah, but some. And then somewhere in that math becomes what they actually want. And then it becomes, can I get what I actually want while spending as little as possible, right? And, and, and so this is why what this sales process needs to look like, and this goes back to things we've talked, this is things we've run very, very consistently with a lot of success with all of our gym owners here in the Gear Academy is it needs to start with conversation about what this person's trying to accomplish. That's it. What are you trying to accomplish in these next few months? After that, what are the barriers to those goals? Like what's stop, what's stopping you from getting there now? What stopped you from getting there in the past? A candid, real conversation. But that quick two questions is going to get you 90% of what you need to hear out of them. Because if it's weight loss, if it's strength gains, it's the, the John, I mean, I can tell you, you can tell me, anybody can tell you why they're not in the shape that they want to be in. Let's give the list, right? I maybe have a few too many beers in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not working out as hard as I need to right now. I haven't been lifting very heavy. Been a bit lost. Need a bit guidance. Bouncing from program to program. Like that's as someone who trains a lot and trains hard. That's the reason. My For wife makes who, casseroles. Yeah, 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 yeah. My wife <laughs> bought a bread machine. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and doesn't eat carbs herself. Therefore. You know, those, those, but those are all <laughs> things that are real, yeah. right? And to somebody else who isn't already involved in gym and involved in fitness and training, those reasons may be even more dramatic. You know, I, I'm, I, I don't know what to do when I go to the gym. It, it's, it's even more extreme versions of those same sets of problems. And I think that this, the simplifying is what's missing. Yes. Right. Like simplifying that process and, and like you called out earlier, knowing what regular people are struggling with. It just, it, 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 there, there isn't, when we're talking about like nutrition, again, we've, we've, we've touched on this before, but I think it's really important to say it again. Like if you're talking about nutrition, we're already off. Yeah. Did you ever breathe the word macros get fucked? Like it just is like, it, it is, there has to be an understanding. And this is why, why does planet fitness have pizza on Fridays? Cause it's just kind of fun. That's it. It's just, it's just kind of is, I don't know. And it's cause it's like, I like that. It's the, it's it just, it's the community thing. Nobody's going to be there. They're not judgy. Like there's a reason for their marketing. There's yeah. a reason that they do it. So if you understand some of those pieces where my favorite thing is, is Ben, the best way to explain kind of give an example is you're talking to the guy that either you were either helping nutrition wise or was one of your clients. And it just was let's switch from beer to liquor. That's it. Like it just, it was like, don't stop drinking or let's just move from high octane Budweiser to God forbid Bud Light switch to that. Like it's, that's real switch from Mountain Dew to diet. Yes. Like it just, it's like, that's what's real. Real real assessment of what real people are doing because the difference between someone telling you to eat 180 grams of carbs a day and 130 
and the difference between saying 2,700 calories and 20, it's like, whatever, but adherence is the key, the process, all of this stuff is like on the ground, what actually matters. And people are going to go right away. They'll, they're going to go all in on your wacky fitness plan thing for a little bit, and then they're going to go away. Or they're going to get their guard up with it right away. I've had people I need to tell to stop drinking six pack of Mountain Dew a day. Yeah. And they go, no. Yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, then I can, you know what I mean? There, so it's, there's just, it's a lot more complicated than just simply saying, do you want nutrition coaching? And that's why this strategy that we've kind of, that we've kind of talked about, the conversational strategy, what are you looking to accomplish? You know, what's it's been in the way of you accomplishing this in the past or where have you failed in the past where you're failing now when that comes when all those things come up what they're what they're telling you is these are the problems i need help solving and they just want to hear you say i can yeah, we do that. that yeah we can, we can do, do that, that for sure oh, I've, I've, yeah. that is absolutely well, i don't know what to do in the gym i need to lose some weight I, I don't feel very strong my back hurts i've got whatever else is going on i got a wedding going on this summer and i just i can't seem to keep myself on i need like a plan to stick to with food Perfect. Well, here's what you do next, guys. Right. You present your highest value offer first. That's going to have all of the products that are going to that are baked in based on the things that they say that give them the best chance to succeed. It means right. that you've done the work ahead of time. Yes, like, this, this has this to be done ahead is. of time. Yeah. Right. This is what we do with our offer stack when we when we help build this for gyms. They they basically have like a iPad app. It just sits there that people can kind of tap through. So then it just becomes a part of that conversation. But when you go through this, the first thing is, listen, my top option, and I like to use it. I still use this one. The top option, it's our most expensive option, right? But it's 12 weeks commitment. We have guaranteed results. That's going to include nutrition coaching, body scans and accountability to keep you on track, one-on-one uh, -on -one personal training three times a week for 12 weeks. If they, if we, depending on what you're doing, let's say it's just your membership, John, let's say it's just, you're only doing membership, right? Um, it's going to include access to unlimited access to our group fitness classes. And you're also going to get 24 hour access to the gym as well, whatever, depending on what your products are. Right. Um, and you say, and here's what it costs. You hand them the thing and you say, but we have these other options. All those other options are just going to be different tiers. That top option we just presented them is a platinum option. So when you hand it over, say we have these other options, um, take a look, let me know which one you want to go with. All the other options are going to flow very easily. It's just going to include one less thing. Less. As you go down to the base, which is just going to be what twenty-four hour access or something, or whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever your base membership has been. Now you're going to hand that over to somebody, and you're going to shut the fuck up. That's it, guys. This is the beauty of a downsell, fucking a, a downsell based sales process, especially for fitness. You're not dragging people up. You're not trying to get them to have one moment of greater commitment than they've ever showed in their life. Well, then they default back to this low level of commitment and then fail. And then they're failing with your business now attached to it, which sucks. So the key that you want here is to have people fall into the level of commitment that they actually have at that moment with their budget, their buying habits, their needs and wants after they've verbalized exactly what they want and told you exactly why they're not there. Okay, when you connect those dots and then let them choose now that momentum is really there and they have ownership of them. They have ownership of this next step and having ownership of this next step is what gives them actually a chance to succeed. And the reason, by the way, that coercing people up to outspend their level, their actual level of commitment, when people do that, that is where you get this Herbalife, Isogenics, MLM bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's all that stuff does is get somebody who's at their wits end and says, perfect. 
Well, what you can do now is spend two and a half thousand dollars on some bullshit. And it's, and yeah, that'll give you a chance to succeed and we'll include some other bullshit with it. And then when they spend all that money, they've reached up and then they go back to not doing anything else that they need to be doing. They don't exercise. They very rarely even take the supplements that they bought. And then they're trying to hawk them on the internet six months later as they're expired. Okay. That is a model that does not work. And the re and that is exactly the reason is you try to stretch somebody's commitment, get them to buy outside their reach, pull up, and then they just boom. Now they're down, they've invested way high, they hate your product, they speak nothing, nothing well about it, and then they're not getting any progress. It requires so much and the reason why is that it requires so much infrastructure. Yeah. There's so much that has to be built out to where if you're going to offer a um a hundred dollar a week product. You have to make sure that you can fulfill on that mm -hmm. because if you sell vaporware, right? If you have this, this bait and switch set up where you're selling a $600, $700 thing up front, which the principle is, is sound as far as people's need, right? Their pain is the greatest when they walk through the door. The issue is, is that not everyone needs to do a goddamn challenge. No. Everyone doesn't have to go into the same thing. They do if the only system you've built is that. Yeah. But you are now forcing everyone through a system that's not going to be what's best for them. And that's one of the, I think the biggest things that I think gym owners need to come to is that like, you can be very specific and that's great, but then know that you're only going to get who is people who are already attracted to that very specific thing. Mm-hmm. And essentially, then you're running a YMCA fitness class. It's truthfully what you're doing. What are you doing that's any different than body pump? If it's the one thing we do, it's the one way you can fitness and it's the only product you can buy. And if you don't already know what it is or like it, how the fuck? Like, and then you wonder why your people aren't beating down your door or paying you a ton of money. And this is why we call it this. This is the executing this down sell process is education is the key here. Because this is usually the very first questions that I'll ask as I start to talk with a gym owner, which is, what are all the things that you do? It takes them a while. We will leave that question and five minutes later, they will remember something that they had forgotten to told me five minutes prior because they didn't remember. And then it's like, well, can all your coaches explain everything that you guys have to offer? And then it's like, oh, no. And then can all your members? And it's for sure no. And this is where this system, how you run this process through top down in this format guarantees every person that you ever communicate with knows exactly what you have to offer because you're not in the business of churn and burn. No, you're not in the business of fucking losing someone in 90 days because, because you're in this for the long haul. So how this gets structured from the very beginning is built on taking advantage of the fact that you know these people are here with you for six months, eight months, over a year, because this takes us into just that natural cyclical client journey that everyone has. Yeah. So if you try to take somebody who comes in wanting a membership, you try to move them up a ladder. They just want to get in shape and you try to stuff them into some challenge. You're like, oh, what the fuck? I don't That doesn't really identify to their needs and what they want. They already have their guard up. Anything you say, they're really not that interested. Even if you get them to buy, what's next for them? They're already only thinking down the ladder, which by the way, is okay 
for the most part. But if you stretch people up in their initial commitment, it's very tough to get them to move up beyond that point, right? Sure. If you let people kind of buy where they buy, and as long as your products actually allow the shit that people want and they work and, and, and it, it just seems to make sense, then what you have is this long-term client journey that is about that person and their current level of commitment and their current budget and the current amount of time they have available. So when you come in as you know, if I come into somebody who maybe wants something middle of the road, because it's the most that I can afford, but I was presented the top option first, and that top option is expensive and sounds like it had everything that I really wanted. Even the few things that maybe I failed at in my first commitment, right? The first thing I kind of went through with you was ah, I picked a middle of the road thing. I'm just going to get into your group classes. I'm going to do a little bit of uh, that. Maybe that's just where I start group classes and some nutrition coaching. I don't want to do all the scans and stuff like that. But then you end up kind of not getting where you want to be. And you go, okay, let me let me level up. Let's do some personal training a little bit next time. And let's add kind of the body scan so that I know that two weeks from now I'm on track and that a month from now I'm on track and that we have measurable stuff. That level of commitment now um, sits out in front of me as something that's desirable. As something I would go, man, maybe I should have done that in the beginning. But because I was informed about it top down, I can always choose to go up because I know. And usually when people, when you don't force them into a thing, they'll go, shit, if I need to make more progress, maybe it's I need to invest more. This is, we talked about this past. That's why they'll go buy shoes. That's why they'll right. go buy workout clothes because it's about investing more in that part of your life. And this is another way for them to do it. Make sure that if they actually have the opportunity to move up, that you've got something there and that they already know about it. And that starts with the very beginning because at the very beginning, not everybody can afford your 12 week upfront guaranteed results, $4,000, $5,000 package. That's all the ca- all the bells and whistles, right? Maybe they just can't. But ideally everyone who has those same goals and who those um, problems in front of them, they all should want those products. Not all, but most. Most of them will go, that would be the best and easiest way for me to get this these results. It just They should be able to identify that right away if your process is done right. And then from there, you're fine. Because then if they don't make it, they go, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> I should do that. It makes sense for them to move up. Now, on the other side of things, if I pick that top option, very first, right, up, right off the bat, I pick that top option or maybe the option right below it that's a monthly option, whatever that is, but I pick this option. I spent a lot of money. If that's an amount of money that matters to me, I can't stay in that forever. Right. But I may know now because I saw that there are other options for me to move down to. I go, perfect. Let me, this is how I want to commit right now. I want to go in hard. I want to go in with a bunch of money. I want to put a bunch of time and effort and I want to kickstart this process. And then after that, I'm going to drop down to your group. Let me get 12 weeks of like some kick-ass results. I'll be comfortable in the gym. I'll know what I'm doing. Or I'll drop right down to just 24-hour access. And I'll just come in and lift myself. But I want to get these results so I know what's up. And then I can go down. And now you have, instead of coming people coming in and just buying a base product and sitting at a base product, you, you allow them to move up and down. But that starts with delivering this actual process and delivering this top-down and delivering it in this way with those conversations. Because if you don't, all people are seeing is a menu then. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's connected to them or their goals, right? If you went into a restaurant and you go, well, everybody's, you go to a restaurant, you sit down and there's just a list of fucking food, right? There's just a list of food. That's all, if that's all a menu really is. Sure. And 
it doesn't really align you with it. You have to read everything to know what's what and to know things. That is not what we want with this sales process. Your sales process should not look like a menu. It should look like the top option is the best thing. That's all the stuff that you want, right? The top, it's, it's even, it's, it's hard to make a, a one-to-one food connection with this other than the menu is, is not what it is that everything that's on there should connect as value to them. It's like having a very custom menu that's made only for you and only for your, your specific choices that you, the four things that you like the most, the things you need the most, everything. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if you went to a restaurant and they said, are you vegan or vegetarian or whatever, and then they give everybody a custom menu. What are, you, like, what are you craving right now? Exactly. And then you move to there, and you move to there. And now you're living in a, in a spot where you're reading only the things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what we really want to connect with in the beginning with this process. So um, that, that cyclical nature, I think, is the most important thing. Because if, and we're going to get into how you can market and advertise this so that it makes more sense a little bit to the, to the per- people coming in. But running people up and down as you go isn't about coercion. It's about their own fitness journey. It's it's, it's everything. And so people will come in and they will have great success that they invested in. And then they will tone back down to something they can afford. And then they may stagnate. And then they will connect reinvesting, fundamentally reinvesting money, reinvesting time, reinvesting in your expertise, in your services. They're going to connect that with a greater rate of success. And in their mind, that's all that matters. And that's the most important thing for your business is the more money I spend with these people, the better experience I get and the better, better results I get. And, and, it's, and it's huge because then how you are seeing those successes, it allow, it, 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 it's like um, if you do this the right way, and we'll talk about it in the advertising and marketing side, but it's your people tell you what they'll buy. Yeah. So there's this there's this never ending loop that allows you to be like, hey, what do you guys want? What do you guys want? What do you guys like? And you may already know this because you you're confident in who your avatar is, which is right, really dorky marketing speak of like who are the people you like to have be in your gym? Like who do you want to have as clients? And then once you know who they are, you kind of already know what to put in front of them. And if you allow it to be this cyclical nature of I, I start a thing and then that thing ends and then I can start a new thing, it allows it to where you, it never gets dull. You know, when when gyms are starting to get in weird spaces, you start to hear your coaches will start to um, will get if they're being honest with you or they'll talk amongst themselves or to your GM and they'll say stuff like, um, you know, it just it's it just feels flat. Everybody just kind of feels like, you know, meh or flat or just the fire isn't there like it used to be. And there are so many pieces that come to that. And this is one of the things can help that avoid that where it's like, it's the idea of like, take on something fresh. By the way, people can take on these things together, by the way, once one people, one person is doing it, it's more appealing to the others. It's, 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 um, it's managing a tribe. It's really what it is, is, you, is people need fresh stuff to do. They need new things to do. They need new experiences. Now, I want to touch on, on one more concept because I mentioned the menu concept. There are things still that you do within your gym that maybe don't need to live as this offer stack, truly as your base offer, right? Whether that's nutrition right. coaching, whether you have a remote workout program or whether you just have uh, just write workouts for people, whatever that may be. Maybe you have a, a PDF of at-home workouts that you built during 2020 that you can sell. Now we're something like this. Sure. 
with this offer stack system that we've talked about here, this, this sales process, if someone looks through those things that you gave them, the whatever, here's your top option, all the way down to your base, which is either group fitness, 24-hour access, whatever that is. And they say, no, I just, no. And they're usually going to tell you why. I can't afford it or out or whatever this is. If it's about money, the one thing I always like to have with my sales process is a simple a la carte menu for little services like this that are one-off, which may be a 12-week nutrition plan. It may be what I have is I have 12-week nutrition plan. I have a 16-week kind of like email focus, like nutrition transformation. It's kind of a more slow burn, right? Lots of lots of homework stuff. I also have a couple of PDF workout programs. One's for gaining muscle, one's more conditioning. Then I have kind of a hybrid beginner's workout stuff, right? All of the, Some of it can be done at home. Some can be done at other places. And that just kind of lists on the spot where someone tells me, no, they can't afford my now, if I was a gym, if they say they can't afford my couple hundred dollars a month for my base group fitness membership. So, well, you know, you did mention you're looking to lose weight. One of the things I really highly recommend, the most important thing in weight loss is nutrition coaching or nutrition plan. So if you want here, you can just one expense, 250 bucks off you go. It's no, not a recurring thing. And there's a food plan that'll get you X amount of pounds lost in X amount of weeks. Um, always finding ways to downsell your nose, or at least to have a product when someone tells you no to a higher level product, that you have something there that is valuable, that fits their needs, I think is a way that you'll basically get a nearly, I would say you'll be over 90% closure. For sure. You know, you really will. Because if, if people, if you're truly getting people, you know, if you're into these sales conversations, if you're truly getting people there who actually have the need and they want you to do it, um, hopefully you know that if all of your products can fit truly any budget, right? You get down to like, if I'm selling you a PDF of some at-home workouts that I made, like that's not a ton of money, right? All right if you can spend $75, can't spend $75 on that, you never were going to be buying anything from anybody in that meeting. So that's, that is what that is. But downselling your nose is a great one. Um, that, that, that aligns directly with the principle when someone, you know, kind of exits out of a higher level product. Hey, I did this for 12 weeks. It's more than I can carry for the long haul. What do you got for me now? What do you got for me instead? It fits my budget. So if your products can fit, products can fit any budget, then we can pivot to how do you advertise these things? How do you promote them? Um, and that's really, really, really important to know is because talk to gyms that have 24 we're talking to a guy yesterday that has 24 hour access um probably represents two or three quarters of probably three quarters of his overall membership base right um but a shit ton of the revenue comes from the actual services most of the revenue comes from the other services yes yeah, so he said 75 percent of comes services comes from or, yeah, those additional stuff. exactly yeah. beyond just the 24 hour so access. That now means you have to start marketing for this because if you don't market for these higher level services, you're only going to get these conversations when someone comes in and says, well, how much is a membership? I need to join a gym. And they don't connect your gym with a place that has coaching or high level services or does any sort of human interaction, right? Uh, most people, when they think of a gym, they don't think of human interaction. They don't think of humans coaching them, humans teaching and them. You can thank Planet Fitness and all the big dogs for that exact reason. Exactly, exactly. So, but know then that each of these products that you have, each of these services that you offer, whether it's personal training, I mean, we just listen, personal training, nutrition coaching, powerlifting team, we have, uh, you know, running club, we've got um, whatever else, whatever it is that you do, Kids take classes. those things. And then you also need to take the specific goals that people may have, which mm -hmm. is like gaining muscle, losing weight, losing fat, 
competition, off-season sports performance, whatever it may be. You need to market each of those things. You need to talk about each of those things very specifically on your social media. Instead of talking about, here is my gym, here is where we are, which there's always a time and place to talk about your gym, right? But your gym is not what those people want. They don't want to join your gym. They want to do whatever the list of things that I just described for you. Yeah, we, we have to assume that they have found you because they were looking for a gym. Yeah. So, so perfect. Yeah. Gym is done. Got it. Understood. You're a gym. You have, you're a place where people can work out. So what makes you different than everybody else? Cause otherwise you just are everybody else. Yeah. And so this is definitely that piece where it's, and I think it's important too, when you're talking about advertising, please understand this is not, this is not Facebook ads. This is not Google ads words. This is not somebody that's going to come in and try and help improve your SEO for your website or for the blog that you haven't written in since 2019. Right. So it's, it is, it's talking about what you do. Yeah. That's fundamentally what marketing and advertising is, is first and foremost is what you're doing in person. It's the digital stuff we get very obsessed with. And we kind of get in this weird circle jerk motion where it's everything's digital. Everything's on Facebook. Everything is on Instagram. Meanwhile, as we've talked about so many times before, it's the majority fucking take a poll of all the people that are members of your gym. How close do they live to your gym? Mm-hmm. That is what now what marketing and advertising are you doing in that immediate local community? That is really where the rubber is going to meet the road. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> Coming up with a way to make sure you have balance in your high value products. I don't care if you put prices on there. I don't, I really don't. I'm not anti anything regarding putting pricing out there anymore. I've said, I've said before, I've kind of changed my stance on that stuff. So I don't care if you want to blast out what your base membership is. If you want to say it, great. But know that you need to also be having a certain amount of whether it's posts, conversations, banners, billboards, flyers, whatever it is you're doing that you're putting out there, um, that they need to talk about your high value stuff too. Because the reason nobody goes to Planet Fitness for personal trainers is because what do you think of when you think of Planet Fitness? Purple, $10 a month. Purple, $10 a month pizza. That's it. So know that they're never going to make it into the high value space ever because they've done so much moving to low value. And this is you guys, a lot of you who have services that you're having a hard time selling, you've already painted yourself into that box by not talking about them and not talking about them as with the value that they really have. Right. And I think that you cannot just be pushing people to your cheap stuff because you end up doing the dollar menu thing, which is people only associate McDonald's with the dollar menu stuff. McDonald's doesn't really make a lot of money off of it, but then they get a shitload of people coming in buying dollar menu stuff in which McDonald's is making pennies off of. Okay. And in hindsight, they scrap the dollar menu because they go shit. Just attracting people based on that low value, low profit margin business only buried us on the fulfillment side for low profit business. And you cannot only attract that race to the bottom because you're going to lose it and you're not going to make as much money. So you need to sing the song of more premium products. You need to, whatever the things you do that are what you do well, you need to attract people for that. And if you'll be able to tell when you ask people very quickly, when they come in, if when we have gyms that offer a different baseline of services, right? That say 24, good examples when we work with is 24 hour, Gym access only. It's one class they, they or one tier right. um, of how we split the inquiries. The other is group fitness, mm-hmm. which we kind of allow them to choose semi-private or, you know, just overall group classes. And then the other is private personal training. Okay. 
those are three tiers, right? Each of them has a different perceived value, um, both monetarily and outcome wise uh, to anyone who reads them. So depending on who you're attracting, the answer to that first question, what are these three products or, you know, what, wh where would you like to start is usually how we kind of phrase that question and we show it to them. Whichever one they choose is what they're most likely know you for. Very likely. Or they just don't have the money and that's okay. But it's very important. If you go in and 99.999% of people are choosing your 24-hour access and, and you're getting such a low amount of people that are choosing that personal training button, you're missing out on a big opportunity. And it means you're not promoting it as well as you should. It means people don't know that you do it. Correct. They came here already. People are informed buyers in 2023. They, they are already informed before they're having a conversation. They want to have as much information as possible, which means they need to kind of already know what they want. John, do you ever call a restaurant or go to, like, I've never, I know what I want pretty much before I go in. You know what I'm Cause, saying? Because I go to the Google reviews. Yep. And, and I now look, Google, I and now menu and I've decided pretty much what oh, I want. I don't even look at the menu anymore. So Google reviews, right? Google has figured out why, how people use the reviews. So they will, they give you keywords. Yep. So they'll show you how many times has the rice pudding been mentioned. Yeah. And if it's like 17 times, whatever the highest, it even gives you like a little smiley face, like, and yeah. it's green now. Like it's so you can see very quickly. I go to the Mexican place. I know that I want the bulldog margarita because everybody talks about that. And I know I want the shrimp thing that I can't say. And because every, every, so I already know exactly what I want because I can just see how many times somebody has already said this is great. Yeah. So if people don't know not you unique. for your personal training, correct. They don't know about it. They're not going to go in. There's a, you're not going to go to that Mexican joint and buy a cheeseburger. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy. But, but it's important that like you're, that even though their cheeseburger might be fine and they may do it well, like you don't fucking know that. Correct. You have no idea. Okay. And so I think that that is going to be one of the most important metrics as far as like how you need to promote these things and market these things is what is happening when people are answering that first question. If you're having a hard time, everybody's choosing to go, I want group fitness, group fitness, group, group fitness. Well, great. You have a great opportunity. You know, you need to clear up and inform a ton of people that you do personal training. You need to convince them that it's for them. You convince them why it's for them, what it can do for them, that it's good, who it is, who else does it, that people actually pay for this too. Social proof is a big one. That's why you go to the reviews, John, to read is you want social yeah. proof. I don't want them telling me their rice pudding's good. Nope. I want the people eating it to tell me it's good. So that's where you start going into these, you know, kind of more things that we cover in the gear academy to help you with getting testimonials, you know, mm -hmm. harvesting, leveraging the clients, the client experiences that are already going on within your gym. Um, that becomes your kind of guiding principle. When you only sell, when you're only talking about your group membership and people come in and you have a hard time pushing them up the ladder, that's why. Because you're only trying to get people in. So you're only speaking cheap, 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 cheap. And you try to move people up the ladder, you feel resistance. I think it's one of the main reasons that gym owners and fitness people don't like sales in general. They don't like trying to sell because they feel like they're selling. And it doesn't need to be that way. But know that each different product, there's a different type of person who's going to, it's going to align with. My personal training clients are very, very, very different. Everything from financially, their goals, all of it. They're, it's, they're, they're, they're all different from each other, but all of them are very different than what I would describe as the prototypical 24-hour gym. Sure. 
client. Okay. So if I'm trying to get the prototypical 24 hour gym client and I'm trying to sell them on personal fitness, I will eat a plate of shit every single time I try to sell that person. But if I make sure that while I'm a gym that's known for 24 hour fitness, that we offer personal training that's done by professional and they're very good. And these are the clients and these are the results that they've got. And these are the things that they have to say. Now, a person who is not a prototypical 24 hour fitness client is going to go, I want that. And they didn't want anything to do with your gym beforehand, but they want that. And that's the way to be is you cannot be the value lot car dealership and expect someone to come in trying to buy a hot new car. You just can't. And how you speak to those people is um, adjusted depending on the location you're in. Yes. So how you've sold your personal training services to folks that are going to be leads that are coming through your 24-hour facility is going to be radically different than, say, when you were doing personal training at the CrossFit gym. Yep. And then when you're doing personal training that you are just a total freelancer that are just renting out space and mm -hmm. someone's coming in through your own um, social media how you talk about that service to them is where the sale is made because you are using their language. You're connecting with where they're coming from. Because if this is the issue, when we start talking about marketing and advertising, we're like, Hey, you guys need to post. You need to post about these services. You will just start. <laughs> you will just start saying personal training starting at $130. It's like, that's not it guys. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's not it. What you just said was a word. And what you've done is you've put yourself at the, um, you've put yourself at the risk of whatever someone that's reading that, whatever they think that word means yeah, is what it now means to them. And that's a dangerous place to be. So when you say certain phrases, you can't leave doubt. This is why I avoid it altogether and start talking about, what do they want? Yeah. And now one of the things we, we do sometimes when we run into gyms with their social media is they're either not doing much in the long run, right? Or, or they're not being very prolific, not being very consistent. Um, or what they're doing just isn't anything. There is no plan. It is not about anything purposeful. Now, what John and I have identified for you here is a way to split up your products and split up your clients as well. So on the promotion side of this, no. What you actually have now is lots of different things to say to different people about different products. And in doing so now, you shouldn't be sitting there completely adrift without a plan with your social media, just snapping a picture of someone exercising and slapping your fucking logo on it. It's gross. It sucks. There might be a time and place for it sometimes, but Jesus Christ, the amount of gyms we've seen in our, I mean, we're at over a thousand now that we've that we've gone through that that don't fucking do anything it's the only on their social media you're just like snapping a picture of fitness happening it sucks dude it sucks so you take each of these things you split them out and then you split into who would who wants to hear this what type of person and now you have a plan and talk about each one of those things once a week and by god if i do the math on that that's once a day you've got something Go back into some of our further episodes. We talk about how you can batch content and batch your copywriting and you can, you can kind of be very prolific when you get in one lane, boom, pump out a bunch. Get in another lane, pump out a bunch. You can spend a little bit of time having someone put this together or at the very, if you're putting this together yourself, it'll go faster. If you're having someone else put this together for you and you're paying for, what you're doing now is giving them an actual plan because there's nothing worse than giving your fucking coach who has an iPhone 
They log into your Instagram and say, here, run the Instagram account. All they're going to do is post pictures and videos of fitness happening. Know that. Whatever. So even if you're hiring someone else, if you give them no plan and no products, it's, you're, they're just going to swing and a miss too. Okay. Or they're going to need to get all this information from you anyways. Right. So if you're going to hire it out or if you're going to hand it off to someone on your staff, know that everything that we've just given you here, that is your plan. Those are the things you need to talk about. Direct them to this for this. And I think um, I think if you do that consistently for three months, see the amount of leads that you will get, the types of leads that you will be getting will change dramatically. And this is only starting with a free strategy, right? That's the free strategy. That's not even running really paid ads. Take these same principles and apply them to your paid marketing. And now, instead of advertising for your gym, paying advertisements, whatever is for your gym, Okay, you can be paying to have people interested in coming and losing weight and working with one of your professional personal trainers and get hands on like, like that is much more appealing than gym because a gym equals whatever it equals in that person's brain. Correct. And I think it's really important as we talk about these organic strategies, because we should have our ads dude come on. Yeah, I think talk shit for a little bit. And, and go into this because here's the next piece that I think is some some runway that you need to build for yourself as you start thinking about marketing just generally is typically you're going to be cash poor. So you're not just dumping money or hiring um, social media managers or folks that are ads to run your ads for you. You're just not spending that money because you're, you're so cash poor. And so what you do is you put in a lot of time you, if you're not doing just a simple audit every once in a while of your time, how much time you are spending on these things and then putting a dollar amount to that time, I think that you can, um, you will be surprised. In fact, I'll guarantee that you'll be surprised how much money you're spending by the amount of time that you're spending on the thing. So as you're doing and executing these pieces and wanting to get sharper at it, say, how much time did it take me to build this out? And then how much time would I have charged somebody for one-on-one personal training for that same amount of time and start figuring out how much time it took and then how many leads you got that came in through your marketing strategy, the stuff that you're doing, because this is going to allow you to see how much does a lead cost. Now, right now it's my time, but it's really, really important because when we start talking about the paid ads world, when we say, well, a lead costs about $5, it's $5 a lead or $6 a lead or $10 a lead, right? Whatever it may be, it's, okay, how does that compare when you're doing it yourself organically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we threw a ton of stuff at you. I, I would say this is a lot. This might be the most like layered information we've put out in a while. Let me look back at what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> so pay attention. I hope you're taking notes. We do have the transcripts are going to become available. Are they running? Are we running them right? Transcripts are yeah. available at gymownersrevolution.com. So if you want to go through a reading version um, and you can really read the words of me saying, um, and fuck. And, and fuck. Fucking fuck news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Go to gymownersrevolution.com. Um, but to follow these things, guys, go back, listen to this episode. I know it's a bunch to kind of dump at you at one time, but just take it in the context of your business. Where can you start with right now? Okay, we talk a lot of shit like you're fucking up this, you're fucking up that. Just, just start moving towards some of these things. Um, systemize them. Really, the thing that I think you cannot budge on is um, the way we talk about the sales process, the offer stack, and those conversations. Okay. Then from there, this downselling principle 
will flow. It's not a thing you have to force. Like upsells always are forced. Downselling just flows and people move down and then they choose to move up and you don't have to be nudging. You don't need to be the guy kicking somebody in the ass moving forward because that's not what this business is about. And you don't have to all of a sudden have this weird like guilt thing or I'm fucking up or I'm screwing things up because I lost a personal training client. If yeah. you have it structured the right way, you haven't lost them. They didn't go away. They yeah, didn't go away. Read up the time and you, okay. you're, they're going to an easy, more scalable product that fits for them. And you're now freed up the time to take in somebody new who, by, by the way, ideally, hopefully, is another opportunity to possibly buy one of them top options as well. If they got the right buying habits, if you're marketing correctly. That's the way we always look at, look at you know, when Megan, she has a client either shifts down or goes from three times a week or four times a week down to two or one or is going to take a couple of months off. We get to open a time slot. I fucking rules because usually people are prepaying for 12 weeks at a time or else you don't get that time slot. So it's like, hey, when someone drops off, if you're able to fill these slots quickly, like doing all the things we've described, that is a lot of money that get, you all of a sudden be like get a big boost of cash when somebody drops off because they've kind of already settled into the recurring nature of this. So just keep that in mind. That there's no there's no losses when you're downselling people. There's just you're, you're now filing them away into something that's profitable, consistent, and works. And they can always move back up while you open up another big money spot for somebody else. And because of the nature of the podcast, we are going to go, we're going to have like breadth. And every once in a while we'll get autistic and we'll go really deep on a particular thing. And, and we went a couple of layers deeper on like three or four things that we normally do. But understand the reason we do that is because these are just the generic principles that are going to apply to all the different types of gyms that we work with. But really when it gets, when like we really get into it and it does get deep is when we can say, all right, what is your thing? And now we go deep into it only with your thing considered. So when I'm talking, when we talk with a gym owner that only works with teens and kids, and that's their only business. And then we talk to somebody that only works essentially with like adults and a small footprint. They cannot run large group class. Like the principles then need to be able to be applied and then adapted and the methods we go get customized specific to their spots. So if you need, if it's too much and you want to be able to talk through it and get an idea of how it applies specifically to your spot, that's what you reach out to us directly for. Because that ultimately is what the Gear Academy is. But we have to be able to give you some things to work on to show that you're capable of going from A to B to C before we can bring you in. Because the yeah. reality is, is this is a done with you approach we can't do it for you not unless you're the next level up and it's and we cannot have you just do it you can't just have you do it yourself we've tried it before we've put things out for you to learn that's the podcast is the do it yourself yeah yeah so it's either free if you want to do it yourself just listen there's eight nine almost 90 episodes out right now so you can go and you can do all these things yourself is no problem but if you want us to work with you directly gear academy is the spot listen if you want to go with a much bigger commitment where we can nearly do it for you we can talk about that as well. But most of you guys, we want to be here with the gym owners who are starting, moving forward, trying to get things built, who actually give a shit about client results um, and making themselves a really good living along the way. So if you want in on that, get into, go to gear, uh, the, the, the gymownersrevolution.com. Uh, also go to it, go to the link in the description for Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Follow the show at Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. And John? at jbanksfl guys thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next week